I'm on the about us section of the uh, the website, uh, Famous Familias. I just want to read it real quick. <clears throat> Mama Rose and her five children leaving Italy for America, April 1970. Having made a promise to her husband that her children would make it to America and have an opportunity at the American dream, Mama Rosa arrived in New York City with her daughter and four sons in the spring of 1970. As her children, we'd like to share the story with you. <laughs> Though the early years were a struggle, Mama, by God's grace, always had a way of I think you made your point. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> Through chores and responsibilities, we learned the value of discipline, teamwork, and commitment. <laughs> we began working early in our youth and through the years gained much experience in the pizza industry in New York City. <laughs> right, I'm, sweating. Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. And no, by the summer of 1986, things. we opened our pizzeria, Famous Familia, in the heart of New York City. <laughs> In the years to follow, we opened several more pizzerias throughout New York City, winning awards with their quality and customer service standards. Hence, the famous Familia brand quickly became a leader in New York pizza <laughs> and oh earned God, the title you... New York's favorite pizza. <laughs> Nas, I'm not going to lie. This is one of those times where not doing your research really fucked you. <laughs> still... Fucking Albanians! Yes! See, Nas I just hates the Albanians. That's just I that's love the Albanians. <laughs> I love Albanians. I hate to say but... this, but we were too hard on Sarah Palin. Welcome to another episode of Progressive Brands. I'm Nabil, and I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land from which I'm dialing in from, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to elders past and present. Today on the pod, it's the magnificent trio of me, myself, and I. Just kidding. Me, Rory, and Nas on today. We've got a solid two-parter. Part one, we're going to focus on uh, Nas's favorite politician who's been disgraced by scandals and then uh we'll move on to some interesting topics regarding the COVID test and maybe if we can squeeze it in there about this fucking robot that these guys are harping on about i have no idea anyway so uh naz uh we did a couple of uh a couple of episodes ago we did talk about cuomo i know you wanted to find some closure on that topic um what what else has transpired since then Oh, um, okay, so the reason I want to talk about this Cuomo thing is because I want to do the story justice. And I, and also, I want to state for the record that even though I've talked about Cuomo plenty of times um, uh, on this podcast, I, I am happy at the fact that this is probably the last time that we will be talking about him because this is him done with American politics. I, I do not see him coming back ever. So since our last last time we spoke about him, he Famous has resigned. last words, Nas. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I, I like I hundred percent like prepared to eat my own words that this dude just comes back in like twenty twenty eight and runs for the president. Like that's entirely possible, but I I think he's done. Like I, I like everything I know about politics says that he's done. Anyway, since uh, the last time we spoke about him, he has resigned. 
Um, the Lieutenant Governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, she, uh, she's taking over. She's the first uh, female governor New York has ever had. So, you know, I don't know much about her. She's, she was someone who was very much in the sidelines during the entire um, Kumo like governor run. Like, she wasn't playing a big part. She wasn't even near Albany most of them. She was out campaigning or out doing other stuff all over New York. Anyways, I digress. Uh, the reason I wanted to uh, just... Yeah, like you said, like bring some closure to this. I, I want to start off by Kumo. Like this guy, he was he was primed to be a, a New York politician. Like he was mentored by Bill Clinton, of hmm. all people. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people know this. He married a Kennedy. Um, so you have two. His his dad was uh, governor of New York as well, Mario Kumo. Uh, he has a bridge named after him, which should, which I think should be renamed. Fancy. Uh, yeah uh and like he was even from a young age like you could tell like he was being primed like this was like somebody sat him down when he was like um in his 20s like hey this is your pad this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do this 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 and then eventually you're gonna be governor of new york and then we're gonna maybe run for the senate and then afterwards who knows right you have you in a box in the nevada desert Right, you, you, he had the name, he had the looks. He's he's Italian, like he's a good talker. There's no doubt about that. So he was being primed for. He's a also a thug. Yeah, he is, and 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 he's he's a politician. Like, it, being a politician is in his blood. You could tell, right? So everything came to a head basically during COVID last year. His approval rating in. April of 2020 was at 77%. Like compare that to what Trump's approval rating was back in April of 2020. Like this guy was, he was not just a national figure at that point. Like there were people from all over the country just tuning in to his daily briefings um, during COVID. Um, this was, he was getting ratings, like he was outrating Trump in some, uh, in, in some days. Like he was, there was... Uh, like newspapers from outside of the US reporting like what Kumo was saying, like Canada was tuning in, like the UK was tuning in. Uh, everybody, ev even like people from back home in my country, like Bangladesh, like they were referring to Kumo and uh, what he he had to say on a daily basis. So 77% approval rating. Like this guy is like, they're talking about him to run for president at a late. Um, Who's they Nas? Who's they? The and media, the, of course, and oh, not and, just and the, the media. They had a and, they had a freaking love fest going on. Right. So TV he was with... he was constantly on CNN, and not only that, he was on CNN on his brother's show, which was, I mean, I don't, I have no idea how CNN allowed this to happen. Like this was, if talk about conflict of interest, right? Uh, his brother was interviewing. In politics. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, to to be fair to CNN, they had. They had a rule in place before that uh, Chris Kumo, his brother, Andrew Kumo's brother, was not allowed to interview him. But then during COVID, apparently, it went away. So uh, he was constantly on CNN. Like, then they were, like, his brother was throwing him softballs about, like, what have you told mom? How, what would dad think if you about this? Do like, you guys whatever. remember the COVID test swab? 
where he picks right. up, oh, a normal person I'm... uses a, a small one, and I... this is the one that, and then it was just like, you're cracking jokes about COVID. Talking about COVID tests, so early in the pandemic, when tests were a rarity, like, you know, there were, there were people outside of uh, hospitals that were waiting in line in the cold for hours to just get tested for COVID. And there are pictures, like, you, you can, like, go online and see these pictures, Right now in New York, uh, in New York City, whereas uh, like the governor actually dispatched a New York state employed doctor to the residence of Chris Cuomo so that him and his family could get tested for COVID. So he was using state resources to um, give tests to his brother, to his friends to anybody in his inner circle who wanted one, like they were getting COVID tests, whereas general public was like literally dying in the streets just to, just so that they could get tested for COVID, forget getting any treatment. Um, he also made the rule about the, the nursing home where any uh, nursing home patients uh, that were down with COVID, the nursing home was forced to take them in. So nursing homes in New York, this and this didn't happen elsewhere in the country, where uh, were mandated by New York State that even if uh, a patient, even if one of the residents were uh, tested positive of COVID, they could not refuse them. They had to take them in. So that's uh, that report came out from the Attorney General's office, and then uh, his ratings obviously started to started to tank. And it came a year later into into April 2021. Uh, he hit a bottom of like 40 percent. And in this all this time, like it, he still was surviving. He wrote a book about how to handle COVID. Uh, all of these things happening. He won an Emmy. He, I didn't even I, I didn't even have that in my notes. <laughs> I actually completely forgot about that. So, anyways, so all of this is happening, and in the background, there's this story boiling of, about Lindsay Boylan, who had tweeted out in December of 2020 that uh, Kumo had sexually harassed her for months and months and months. Um, in fact, actually, went for for years, if I remember correctly. And so, this did not get much attention at the beginning, but it was the the attorney general. Uh, started an investigation, then a second person came in, and then a third one, and then a fourth one, and it just completely snowballed. In the end, there was uh, there was a total of uh, eleven women who accused him of sexual harassment. Some of those were really brutal ones, like the story about the state trooper that he requested to be on his details so that he could literally sexually harass her. Uh, it's just very creepy, creepy. Uh, like dad stuff that this guy was really into. He would ask creepy dad stuff. You heard it here. Right. He would ask, he literally would ask young women. Um, that I really want to were... see your research histories. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> if they were, they were into dating older men. Like he would sit them down in his office and then uh, like just some horrific, like he once cornered one of um, his aides and he put his hand down her blouse and like oh, just crazy shit. All of this came out. Michael's treatment. Huh? And here's my problem with this: like this man was responsible for the death of thousands of nursing home patients. He had done corruption. He was using state resources to write a book. He was using state resources to provide for his family. Yeah, I think he would have survived. He was surviving, and his 
I'm pretty sure eventually all of this would have gone away, and then a few years from now we would have forgotten about it. But obviously, the sexual harassment is what brought him down, and it was combined with everything else that you know. Even Biden came out that he had to resign. So that's that's basically his story. I do want to touch on. I know Nabil is pushing me for time. I'm taking too long. Uh, I do want to touch on that. The, so when Lindsey Boylan came up with came out with her story. Um, Kumo's office came up, <laughs> reached out to his aides and asked them to write an op-ed where they would uh, completely uh, try to, how do you, what's the right word? Basically, you try to discredit her in media, in national media. So they, they went out of their way. So they sent an email out to uh, his, his brother, Chris Kumo was involved. Uh, it's like, what, we, what do we do? And then there's this uh, charity uh, or a non. I think the word you're looking for is or phrase is character assassination. But yes, go on. Character assassination. Okay, that's the that's the correct one. So there's this nonprofit. This is the part that I think didn't get a lot of attention. Was this this nonprofit called Times Up? This was Times Up was started basically by uh, female celebrities back in 2018 when the Me Too movement really took took off. And this was a, an organization that was set up by lots of wealthy women that uh, the the goal of this organization was to provide uh, funds for women at work, like uh, sexual harassment victims, to go through uh, the legal process, basically, because a lot of these women had stories, but they could not go to... They would fund your legal fees for taking they were fun- yeah, basically, your like a legal lawyer to court. And this is this is how this organization started. They got... Donations. I think at one point they had twenty-four million dollars in in funds that they raised. This was, and this is compared to like other sexual harassment organizations. They were like not even close. So you had a lot of people that were involved. the The person that's heading it right now is a former Michelle Obama uh, staff. You had people from the Obama campaign, people from like, Hillary Clinton's campaign so all like the cream of the crop basically nabil is already he's like he's like he knows what this is about <laughs> he doesn't need me to finish the story uh so it, yeah but for the sake of our three listeners please go on yes i already know yeah you already so dug th- your hole you buy yeah. yourself <laughs> so this is you know where this story is going obviously it started off with a great cause like if you want to provide what you say that you wanted to provide it's just great awesome but obviously it turned political very fast and the goal of the organization changed very quickly back in 2020 when uh, Joe, when Joe Biden was it Tara Reid who came out with the allegation against Joe Biden, uh, like Tara Reid was it Tara Reid? Uh, somebody came out with a. I didn't with, hear about that. But that I'm a, like, wow, isn't that an actress? Tara Reid, Sharknado girl. Yeah, is that, is that who you're talking about? No, uh, so, from American Pie. So basically, uh, there was a woman that came out with an accusation against Joe Biden. Please be Tara uh, Reid now. I'm going to sit here and go, when did I not? How did I, of all the things in my wait, life. Wait, how, how come you guys one? didn't know about this? About Tara Reid suggesting like, that. I don't know which Tara Reid this is. I don't know which Tara Reid this is. What I know is from Sharknado. And, uh, yeah. So like did you ever watch American Pie, Nas? Because she was one I of did. the people in that film who couldn't act. And I know that doesn't thin the herd for you very well. But she was the blonde girl who couldn't act. Not uh, Shannon Elizabeth. 
I don't know which terror you're talking about. I know there is a terror. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't Stifler's mom. I think I, this I, is. I, it was. I, the one. I don't think this is. It might I be. Gave, it might be another terror. Is I this gave, not helpful for you? I gave you the link. <laughs> You can look it up. I don't know which Terry. I know it's definitely not. Terry. It's not. Look at her. That's it's not, not she ever fucking read. Not. Are you kidding? Well, it is a Terry read again. Yeah. Let's yeah. wait, Nas. When you say Terry read, yeah. people are gonna assume unless they're like, ah, yes, the Terry read from the Biden scandal, of course. But when you go into it, <laughs> just forget it. Go on. Just keep going. It's over now. Yeah. Anyways, yes, <laughs> guys. Not the Tara Reed from Sharknado. I'm glad everyone's on the same page now because it sounded crazy, and it was. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, what's this? How did I miss this? Tara Reed spelled R E A D E. Different Tara Reeds. Where was I even? I don't even remember. So okay, so Tara Reed when she came up Sharknado. When Tara Reed came up with her, not came up, came up with her allegations. Sounds way better. Yeah, have you watched Sharknado? Fuck no, me. I haven't. You made like three of them there, four of them, or ten of them. They're like the Land Before Nas. Times now. Anyways, I digress. Well, Nas, you always say you wanted pop culture and the references in the freaking podcast. So there you go, Sharknado, everyone. That's Anyways. all I got. <laughs> That's all I fucking have anymore. You're <laughs> the one who brought it up. Uh, you're welcome. We didn't you're do right. it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I thought I was doing my job. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at me for doing what you wanted. Nas is so pissed. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just waiting for you guys. <laughs> Nas, Nas, Nas got to, he just spoke for 15 minutes. We can take a moment to talk about Sharknado. All right, Nas, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, to quickly finish it off, basically, uh, when, the, uh, when the allegations came out against uh, Joe Biden, the organization actually backed Joe Biden um, in the sense that they did there was a, a letter that was being that was to be sent out to Joe Biden to respond to the allegation. And the heads of the organization actually blocked that letter from going out because they were like, oh, give them time. And while all of this was going on, uh, a lot of the, the heads of the organization was actually out campaigning to raise funds for Joe Biden. Like they were holding dinners, they were holding... Um, rallies for joe biden to raise money and you get the point right like this is this is uh, this is this is an organization that was supposed to stand up for women and in fact they were uh they completely completely turned on their instead it, instead it gives cover were, yeah it was giving cover for men and uh kumo obviously reached out to the organization uh when the allegation first came out and uh, the head of the organization uh, i think her name was roberta kaplan and she was actually advising Kumo on how to best tackle the allegations from, from Lindsey Boylan. Mm. And all of this came out in the, in the Attorney General's report. Uh, I'm happy to say that Robert Kaplan actually resigned from her, uh, from her position at Time's Up. She was, the, she was the CEO or the head or whatever you call it, the chairperson. Don't worry, Naz. She's and they, a much she got replaced. job now. It's fine. She did her she, part. Well, but the thing she is, got replaced with her number two, who was also like a like a Michelle Obama aide. Is and she's probably she's she's like bred from the same like she's the same person basically. It's just somebody else. So I, I, that, that's a just, diverse group of people in any political right, party. So here. Kumo, what basically Kumo did, like he surrounded himself with lots of women. He came out with with as someone who's a feminist, like and this is and I honestly generally believe like in his narcissistic mind. He genuinely believed that he was for women's right. 
and when even though we, it was clear to everybody else like he was a predator but in his mind i am 100% certain that he was um he was like hey i'm a feminist i'm doing all of this i have uh, my second in command is is a is a female i am all of most of the people in my office are female like, i'm i'm pu- i'm it's just box checking then the, the wow, right, like, that's like the demo that's the democratic party machine consensus exactly. like, as long as i check boxes I'm righteous. That's it. I don't have to believe it. I just got to check the box. Yeah, you don't got to show your work. You just got to practice. You don't even have to practice what you preach. You just got to say it. Yeah. That's that's half of what politics is. Say you it think, and you think posture people... and message. That's it. That's people it. People are it's checking up. It's only, it's only like the past like five years, if that, that people are really like the general populace who doesn't give a shit about politics are actually checking in to see what their politicians are actually doing. And I feel like that's being very generous. And verifying with what they're saying, which is why yeah. I always harp on on the uh, the squad because they say one thing and then yep. you know another thing happens. Hey. We can save that for another. We can save that for another day. Hey, Nas, before you even start, before you even start, we'll save that for another day because you know I love this topic because you know you got to hold your politicians accountable if they're gonna say something, they gotta fucking do it. That's all I gotta say to that. Which they don't usually. <laughs> But they are, they are this time with the bill. They're actually Representative Rokana and uh, uh, was talking about flipping the script on the moderate Democrats, how they're holding up the Biden bill and everything like that. But we'll talk about that in the next part. So we're saying you mean they're holding up Bernie's bill and basically Bernie's bill. Yeah, yeah they're holding up Bernie's bill, but they're trying to pass uh, Biden's infrastructure bill. And in fact, uh, it's fighting among the left is what you it's just they're not left. Don't don't call, don't by, call by the United left. States standard. Not even by the United standard. States. Standard. Yeah, but you got to you got to have you got to be in the context of what the reality of the politics is. All like you need is right the name. Now is nah. center right. All you need is the title and the designation. That's all it is these days. Hey, call they... yourself a Democrat. Is Joe Manchin a Democrat? Like the right wing party in the the so Joe Manchin is a right winger. He's not even center right. He's, he's, he's right a part wing. of the Democratic. He's a part of the Democrats. He can, he can identify as a Democrat. That's, that's his... what I'm saying, Nas. That's well, but exactly then, my big point. Tent Thank you for proving wait, it. Wait. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? They're being like, well, look at the thing. And I'm sitting there going, Joe Manchin, he's he's a technically a Democrat. And you sit there and go, no, he's not. And I go, but, okay, I know. Okay, I know okay, he's can, not. That's the point. Can I say that what makes you think that the Democratic Party are left wing anyway? Nothing. Nothing so, at all. So if, when you so look at the Liberal just, Party just, in the United Joe States, Manchin they're like conservatives in other nations. Joe that's, why, being, that's why my qualifying question, Nas, was are we talking about liberal politics as a whole? Or are we talking about liberal politics in the United States? Because liberal I politics in the United domestic, States are not indicative of liberal politics yeah. in the rest of the world. I, mean, I, I don't think it matters anyways. It matters in the sense, like, uh, how, how do I explain this? It matters. It doesn't matter how we identify them. Are, the, the, the fact does, of the matter is... If you like don't know how to identify it, if you're misdiagnosing the viewpoint of your opposition, then you're not going to have the right strategy. It matters in the sense that you have an army of fucking liberals in the world or in the United States thinking they're being represented by people who are liberals when they're okay. fucking not. Okay. Okay. Uh, now we're going to go off part. topic because you've, you've taken, we aren't going, we're not, we're not going, we're, 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 we're we are going to go off topic we're, because, we're because right. I, I actually have a question this for is the progressive rants. This is us ranting. This I have a question the, for the, for the, the two of you. Of let me, let me ask you a question. So if say, for example, if, right-wing populists, right? Mm-hmm. 
And we let's call like, we are left wing. Of those before. I actually don't believe in that. I, I honestly, I but I honestly think like right wing populism doesn't exist. Trump, but but we're left wing populists, right? Well, without if, pandering, but go on. Sorry, but if right wing populists came out and they identify themselves as right wing populists, if they came out and said that, okay, we don't believe in trans rights, we don't believe in like you know women's right to choose and all. Of, yes, fine, we disagree on all of that, but we. We agree that there is a problem in Washington. We agree that we need to do something about the $15 minimum wage. We need to do something about healthcare. We need to do something about expanding uh, um, like social programs, See, like social all, security. Those are, all, those are all populist views, though. Those are right. They, they, they are. Right they are. are you are you willing? Are you willing to work with right wingers? If they say that if you compromise on like, like we'll agree to disagree on all of the social issues, let's work together on some of these economic issues. Are you willing to go that route? Are, are you willing to? Are you willing response? to work with someone like say Josh Hawley? Okay, but see, look at the caveat of your argument. the The very beginning of your argument was talking about. I'm not how... arguing. I'm asking. You a no, question. no, no, no. Well, no, no, no. no I'm, exactly saying, exactly I'm saying the, the beginning of your hypothetical discussed that you were you were sort of creating a hypothetical candidate who believed in all the things you were saying, but you started by also mentioning that they, at the very beginning, don't believe in something like trans rights. I personally don't believe it. No, 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 of course. I'm oh, not saying okay. this is the, you. The, I'm saying this is the person you created. I'm talking about your okay. hypothetical right. Your hypothetical representative who happens to be. They can believe in all those things that are arguably progressive, but if you're arguing from a platform that doesn't represent the entirety of America, then you're not going to get support from the progressives. You're not going to get support no, from even the, the are, slightly... Are you personally going to... Rory... No. I'm asking you. No, are you no. gonna? Are you because willing if you're, to? Work if you're, if, if, if you're not willing to, like, if you're looking at the entirety of America and say they're going, I believe in the rights for everybody who's an American except for this group of people, then I'm never going to stand behind you ever. Never going to stand if, behind you. What if you, they period. say that I'm, I'm going to vote with you on uh, on fifteen dollar minimum wage? But if you vote for me on trans people not being able to use the bathroom, I, I, I uh, Nabil, can I hear your argument? I think Rory is quite clear on his position. Yeah, I think it's yeah. It's a it's a very it's a very slippery slope for me on that one. And the reason I'm going to say that is for if you if you're really about systemic change, you need to align all the populists on the left and the right on economic issues. Otherwise, you're never going to get that change no matter where you sit on the spectrum. And um it sounds like a very shitty thing to say it, because it does. You're ostracizing a group of people to get what you really want done. And the, the question, the fact of the matter is it's a cost benefit analysis. Who, who benefits more from the decision that's being made? Is it the entire population as a whole gets lifted up so that people who, for example, people ostracizing trans, trans people a lot of times, Yes, a lot of from religious perspective, a lot of it from an economic perspective, because they don't understand. They just don't understand that whole concept of giving rights to a group of people because they've just not been, you know, had the time to look into these issues as much as they'd like to because they're facing economic hardship all the time. So they don't give a shit about these issues. But if you could get more people out of that economic hole that they're in, I guarantee you more people will be aware of these issues and will fight for those issues be just because they can give the time to that.
that's so, that's so, where I so on it. basically you are you're okay working with like say right wing populism for the long term for the for the long term yes i am okay with working but on on the grounds of economic populism i think it really okay. depends and, on and i respect that too i respect both of your opinions i would personally leave it was very hard to say something like that because it no, goes against no, the I respect, what listen, I feel. No, but, but it is it is it is how i feel about this no, but i honestly you could replace trans with something else i'm just not singling that out but yes i understand a social issue should social issues yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I don't want to say just yet i completely <laughs> respect your uh, your opinion uh, like opinion on that i i honestly i would personally lean more towards rory because my problem with that argument is that why do i have to be the one that makes that compromise why isn't it always the left who has to compromise on social issues so that we can work with them on on economic issues why don't they fucking go like okay we we, we agree to giving trans rights in north carolina why don't you come work with us on a 15 minimum wage bill but why that's the thing you... that's that's my argument is that social issues are a byproduct no, of what but, the economic issue conditions are so if but the thing is economic conditions are sorted then the social issues will sort themselves out because then you have that and, and I, that's do that. that's i it's fine i mean that you make a very good point actually i never actually thought about thought of it the way like we okay if we if 15 minimum wage exists like people would have be in a better economic position and they would be more educated yeah there's there's there's, there's good arguments for that but i the, the point is if they somebody goes like i don't believe in critical race theory but i also want to i also want you to work with me on 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 like expanding medicare I really like why can't it be the other way around why can't we go like yeah I want to expand medicare if if a right winger goes like if a right winger wants to expand medicare it's like okay yeah. I'll work with you why don't you why don't you compromise your views on social issues and then I'll we'll work together because and that's that's where I come from Nas we have like 100 plus years sadly in this country of examples of both sides capitulating to the other towards the center which oftentimes only benefits a very specific group of people and i don't need to tell you guys this, I, obviously i, I don't even agree make, this is look we're talking about policies uh, look at we're talking about two political entities that have reached bipartisan policy in the past but we're talking about bipartisan policy that involves um again capitulation it involves the sort of chipping away of those moral victories towards oftentimes an economic victory like what nabil is saying and i'm not trying to sit here and argue that uh, you know those victories aren't <laughs> beneficial towards the populace as a whole i'm arguing that more often than not it's beneficial towards a very specific part of the populace weighted higher towards them than it is for the rest of everybody else it's that same argument of let's give these other people scraps while there's this certain group of people who have the financial means to really take advantage of what we're saying i don't care if it's a moral decision otherwise these things always especially in america end up invariably being economic benefits that only end up being weighted towards 1% of the populace i'm a cynic uh, I, though I, i and i actually i'm leaning still leaning way more towards Rory's point of view like I don't want to have anything to do with fucking racists and and anti LGBT and anti women's rights people I don't want to well, I, I just you you disgust me you probably disagree with my personal existence as well like I, I'm a brown muslim so you don't agree with like, you don't 
probably agree with my existence. So you, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, um, but the whole point is to look past those personal differences yeah. to get the greater good done. And if you're, if you, and, okay, for, for example, okay, that's, this is the reality of the situation is someone like Holly, Holly and someone like, and Holly's a fake populist, by the way, he claims exactly, he's, a fake, he's, he's a fake so, populist. So someone like that, if you have to work with someone like that to get bits of your agenda done, like think of it this way, the left, the last time the left actually got shit done was during the new deal. That, that was the last time the left actually got shit done. And that was a whole different era. There was a lot more left-wing movements happening around the world. Like, uh, unionization was getting bigger. Like, it was one of those times in the world that, you know, it was primed for those changes. So, uh, with it, it, when you compare that to now, like, the left fucking gets, you know, you dangle something in front of them. And they're like, yes, yes, I'll take whatever Parent you can stick. give me. Exactly. So we're at that point right now in in modern politics where the moderate Democrats can hold anything and everything, even though the left actually has the same amount of people who can do the same thing and leverage their power, but they don't. So they'll just take whatever they can get. Well, if in that's if that is the reality of the politics and my my the only way I can get something out of my agenda is to work with that other dude that I don't agree with on social issues, then guess what? I'm going to have to fucking work with him. Otherwise, I'm never going to get what I want to get done. And that's going to hold back all the changes that the left wants to see. Because you got to open the gate somehow. Well, I respect, I'm, I respect that. And, 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 and the will of... Uh, and I'm not do. I don't want to do it because I fucking like the guy or dislike. I yeah. need to do it because I need to help the people. That's... Right. That's and and the, uh, like, Kyle... Um, Kulinski, like he he has like um, said something along those lines for years and years. He was like, "Yeah, we need to the right and the left needs to get together to, on economic issues and work towards improving American lives." But like he he's been talking about this for years and years. And it, the only reason I brought it up was because I think Jenk tweeted tweeted something like this out, and then Vosh came out against it like it was like Vosh was more aligned with what Rory said and you were more aligned with what Jenk and um, Kyle was saying it's just interesting I I am more like like I don't know why but I'm I guess just living here I'm more angry more most of the time like more often than not and I it didn't used to be this way. I'll be honest with you. Like even five years ago, like six years ago, I didn't used to think of race as much as I do now. Now mm-hmm. I think about race every fucking day. Whereas it wasn't the case, like a, like not even lo- not too long ago. Anyway, such a should... frustrating part of American identity, unfortunately. Now, yeah. I, let's just okay. So we just want to move on to this COVID test. Uh, Abbott Abbott came out with a with a with a very good COVID test. It's twenty. 24- I think it's twenty four dollars selling. A hard segue. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, no, because uh, I want to finish part one and get yeah, no, to no, part no. two. Nas, Nas right. was done talking about what we were talking about and wants to talk about something else. So, right. we're moving, <laughs> moving on. So, okay, let's talk about this COVID test, right? So, uh, Abbott came out with uh, with some with this thing called uh, it's a Binax. It's called Binax now. It's called twenty four dollars is selling in pharmacies all over the country it's selling out like crazy it's two tests you can take you could take it at home it's like a works i guess similar to like a at home drug test or um a pregnancy test i guess so selling out like crazy it's it's a good product 24 it's not i mean it's kind of overpriced but 
they're, yeah, they're it's, making it's, money they're 100% of, making a ton of money off of being able to test yourself and don't get me wrong there's and I, the I, retailers I, are making money too as I, well i just want to say that i go back and forth on this nas and we've had a little bit of a discussion about this beforehand i go back and forth on on like don't be wrong it's like on the one hand i sit there and go it's great that this thing exists it's great that it's going to be there for people who you know may like like me personally who, who you know I, there's people out there who are uninsured who don't want to have to go to a primary care physician in order to get the test because they know that simply by walking through that door and talking to someone, it's going to cost them a prohibitive amount of money to get something that is become a very important part of sadly everyday life now where yep. that person calls you and goes, Hey, I hate to do this, but I was in t- contact with somebody and I was exposed to COVID and you and me had brunch. So now you're exposed. I don't know if I have it yet. I waited on the test. You need to go get tested though. If you've got other things, you're meeting other people, what have you. And so now you're in that position where you're sitting there and going, Oh shit, what are my, per- what's my personal situation? Can I wait for that person to tell me whether they're negative or not? Or do I need to go out and get a COVID test now so that I can inform the people in my life and in my circle whether or not I have it? So that's great. On the other hand, I also see it being like what we were talking about, where it's going to be one asshole going in and hoarding all the fucking toilet paper. It's going to be the same fucking Mm. thing. Dude, CVS shows up and goes, hey, guess what, guys? We got 30 of these bad boys on the shelf. And that one guy comes in and goes, I'll take all of them and being the good little fucking capitalist that CVSR, they're going to sell every single one of those kits to that one person because they don't give a shit really right all and, they and care then, about and, is where that money comes in from right and then in a month it will be on amazon for t- double the price yes anyway exactly. listen, listen okay i guess this is me being a new yorker it doesn't if people are hustling i don't really care you know, it man, doesn't bother me as much. There's a line, though. There's a there line. is, there is. You know I guess. I, mean? I guess when it comes to like, because I was in New York for a good portion of the fucking okay, thing, so man. The, you know, like I was sitting there going, "When am I? Where am I going to get my fucking toilet paper when I can't go to my corner store and pick them up?" Because some dude rolled in there and walked out with three shopping carts worth him and his fucking girlfriend. Right. So that was bad. That was it. Bad. Was really bad, dude. Right. Like, but I don't when it comes to this... sell that shit. Here's it the thing. When it, when it comes to this, and that COVID breeds test, more panic too, and that makes right. the next person but and it the, just escalates. The difference with this COVID test, they're twenty four dollars already. I think it's out of reach of a lot of people Dude, already. You, still, you right? watch people buy eight hundred dollars worth of hand sanitizer. Yes, right? because don't the, ever people who can out. afford that, it's on them. I don't give a shit. No, there's always one person who can. It doesn't matter. Yes. Look at look at statistics. There's always going to be one dude who's going to be able to roll into that CVS and buy their fucking stock. I don't care if it's Ben and Jerry's ice cream, fucking right. makeup, or or COVID tests. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be fucking deodorant. If there's a sudden, if if a news report comes out in the morning on fucking Forbes where they sit there and go, "Gee, there's going to be a shortage of deodorant coming up in the next couple of days," and why you should be yep. worried. 500 fucking people are about to run out right. across the country right. and buy up as much as they fucking can I, I, because I, we are stupid, pattern-seeking, right. selfish-behaving fucking homunculi. That is what the guy. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a short story on this. Uh, so it's I think was it back in, back in 2014 or oh, 2015. Right. Remember Twinkies? <laughs> Twinkies had crazy sales back in the 90s and the was it the 90s or 2000s? Um, you could not shelf like you could not stock them enough like it was just flying off the shelf obviously that started to change because of the sugar like people were looking at sugar intake and and blah blah blah. Twinkies sales tanked and tanked year after year and then I think in 2014 or 2015 or around that time 
Twinkies was taken off the shelf because I think the company went out of business. And as soon as that news came out, that Twinkies was going out of business and <laughs> all of, like after years and years of their sales tanking, all of a sudden in a day, like you Twinkie could not mania, have baby. enough Twinkies. Mm-hmm. You could not have enough Twinkies on your shelves. Like people were buying like crazy. So that's Pepsi, just, baby. That's that's America for you. But I, yeah, again, that really I, is. Though. That's the point, though. Like, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's funny that we talk about it. Right. But you put it into like a real world context but when where... everyone does it. Not one, like you said, not one person, but a lot of people do it. That fucks over way more people. It's not just this industry. It's every industry. Look at look at like not to get too far off topic, but look at the GPU shortage in America or in the world. People sit there and talk about it like, well, game process, like computer processing units, basically. You know what I mean? These are graphics processors so that you can play video games or so that some asshole can mine Bitcoin faster than some other asshole. So they buy 30 of these fucking things. This is exactly why a shortage happened. It didn't matter. It only matters that one person out there finds a use that they deem being more important than sharing the love. And then all of a sudden you get a bunch of people setting up algorithms so they can buy every single PlayStation five and Xbox series X that they possibly can, because that's just the fucking nature. And I'm not saying that this is going to change man. And I'm not saying that people are going to stop doing it or that they're, I'm just saying these, this is the lowest fucking it is the basest, shittiest fucking behavior that comes out of humans. And we see it every fucking day. And it's really sad when things like this exacerbate that nature of humanity because it drives me fucking crazy. It's sickening to me. Like, and we can oh, sit here and we can, you, we can explain it away, dude. And we can sit there and go, well, it's about the hustle and stuff. But you know what, man? There's a million fucking things out there that you can sit. Like, again, I give shit to the people who are hustling on the Xboxes. They're sitting there buying them for 400 and selling them for eight. Those guys, honestly, they're fucking scumbags. I wish that the American people could drown them in our spit, but I get fucking a little bit more pissed off when it comes to shit like COVID tests and toilet paper and hand sanitizer and shit that very, very well at one point may make a real difference in someone's day. Fuck those people. You'll never find me agree or apologize for them. I can't fucking do it, man. Okay, so the P- I completely agree with the people uh, hogging toilet paper and hand sanitizers and, and Tylenol and whatever. I, I could not disagree more about the people hustling like uh, Xboxes and PS5s or oh, scumbags. Or, I don't know. Totally I disagree. If How are they not a scumbag? I don't know. I give a shit. Why about... do you need to hoard 40 fucking Xboxes so that you can make a Listen, fucking hustle on them? Okay. okay so if someone's okay, 40, I'm, I, 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 I disagree. But you know, I know I got a buddy in Jersey who's got a fucking wall of them right now. Well, don't okay, even tell 40, me it doesn't exist. No, no, no. I, okay. Okay. Then I need to rephrase. Someone you who's do. you do need your if someone's hogging 40, that's a problem. If but if someone's hogging two and they want to just sell it for double the price, you're that's so not that a hustle, Nas. No, that's not that's look, not that's, yeah. not, that's that, not that's not the that's definition. Somebody of making eight hundred dollars. One a couple people doing that, buying two, that doesn't make, make the situation. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Nas, that. Hold on, wait, hear me out though. I want you to like after the show, go on Best Buy and see if you can buy an Xbox. Go on I do, Amazon, I, see if you can I, buy an Xbox. I know. Go Forget on Xbox. What about I, 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 isn't PS Five? Whatever. Yeah. So, okay. So you don't like Xboxes? Do with Playstations. Okay. The, what, you, what are you going to What are you going to say about people like when the the it's latest twice what it should be the latest um, Nike Air comes out or the latest Jordan comes out? Like you have people lining blocks and blocks of like um, New York streets in front of Foot Locker. Waiting to get the brand new ones, and I they'll take it. And I they'll... never understood that. I oh, never I really understood. This they'll buy one, and then they'll sell it. Fashion. Sell no, but 
a lot of them buy it just so that they can sell it on eBay for like yeah. five times the price. And yes. there are people out there yeah. willing to pay. You know the difference like is twelve hundred dollars for a brand new pair of Nike. Okay, but they... let me put it this way: the functionality of a pair of Air Jordans and a pair of Yeezys are exactly the same fucking thing. But if I go ahead and buy an Xbox Series X and try to compare it to my Xbox One from the year before, one of them fucking works better. The use argument there, it's a it's a bit of a false equivalency, is what I'm saying. You're comparing apples and oranges in this situation because people hoarding fucking shoes doesn't mean that I can't go out and buy a pair of shoes that does the same fucking thing that the shoes that they're hoarding is. At that point, they're sitting there. They're talking about a fashion okay. thing that's a, no, that's a luxury a luxury yeah. as opposed what, to a necessity what, in terms of well and, and we're talking about xboxes though too man. Uh, excess, xboxes that, are not a necessity by the way not I was sovereign the point, to, yeah, there's no is, real substitute like what rory's yeah, exactly like, the point being easy. is that there is okay. no substitute for that because that it sense. fills a okay. very very specific niche it has a specific yeah. graphics card it has a specific a specific yeah. you know we need the finance guy to point that out right yeah well, I'm just saying that's 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 what the yeah. difference is. The difference between you hoarding. Oh, now you listen to the fucking and, finance guy, Nas, and hoarding PlayStations <laughs> is that. That's the difference. Right. Uh, just to go back to the Abbott test. Uh, so Abbott had uh, millions of these tests sitting around in their factory back in June, um, when cases in in the United States were tanking and tanking. It was down to uh, I think like ten thousand cases a day at one point. Um, they thought COVID was done in the U.S., so they didn't want to saturate the market with too many products or too many uh, of these COVID tests. So they got all their employees together in a factory in Maine, and they had them destroy 8.6 million units of this COVID test. And each unit has two tests. So they did basically destroyed um, 17.2 million tests. And a lot of these lot tests, of tests, like, yeah, they because they didn't want to, put them put these out onto into the market and then just like and like it would tang the price obviously anyways i I get that but what i don't get is like they could have easily shipped those out back in june to countries in africa and asia and and south america who could have used this test like you but nas that's gonna cost more money than destroying it it was and and, it was obviously and not only did they have employees come together to destroy all these tests Soon after they laid off 80% of their workforce. Guess what happened? COVID spiked. Now there's a crazy demand for these tests. And now they're scrambling to get those employees back into employment. A lot of them don't want to come back. And they're struggling to... And they have already said something like they only have like maybe two weeks of supply left. And that, that was like five days ago even. So um, yeah, we're about oh, wait, to run out much, of this. How much are these tests selling for again? So how much $24. So they burned they they burned fucking eight point six million times twenty four dollars worth of yes. revenue. Yes, and this is this was in the New York Times. Needs to get a raise. Yeah, right. That that's, needs to get a well, it would be interesting raise. for us to know what the cost of the test is because then we can really know what they burned. I can they're going for twenty four dollars, but they're like three bucks. Still, each. I'm just going off of revenue because like dollars. revenue. Yeah. That's that's what's gonna drive all the fucking headlines for them. So right. I mean, so I think yeah. the CEO of Abbott has a lot of answering to do in his next. Um, like earnings call so god bless him uh, i'm pretty sure he'll come up with some political answer are they are they, are they a public company they are yeah okay. they're traded in the in the new on the new york stock market they're I still like they'll still end up making like millions and millions of dollars by the way i don't feel sorry for them one bit he probably um, has a golden parachute ready to go even if they let him go for like something stupid yeah even if yeah even if, if even if he gets um 
like laid off, he'll still walk away with like a $30 million bonus or something. Anyways, uh, finally, uh, Tesla announced um, a new human bot. Is I honestly didn't, I do not care about uh, Elon Musk. He generally annoys me. So oh, okay, uh, all that. I think he's going to be Iron Man. He's going to take that and his rockets and just put them together and be. Like, I, I think I think I think he's just a massive wannabe as Don't well. Worry. I, I, I mean, really do, and he uh, the the part that really annoys me about Musk is that he really wants people to like him. Like, why do you fucking care? You're, you know, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I did. I okay. think it's maybe well, you know better. I, no, no, no. Hear me out, man. I mean, we're talking first off. We're talking about a billionaire, and I, I, you might there might be a certain aspect to what you're saying that's true, but we've got to look at it from a very objective viewpoint. Elon Musk is a guy who had a company, Tesla, right, that put out less than half a million dollar cars a year, and somehow outvalued companies like, you know, GM, right? Everybody. Everybody, <laughs> every other company. And we're talking about to, he had a, such a large valuation of his company that he was jockeying for, at a certain point with Jeff Bezos over being the richest man on the planet. Okay. And he did all of this basically by ginning up support on social media. Okay. Because he turned his company, Tesla, into the meme stock. And you're a big fan of trading AMC. But if you had gotten really into the craze, like maybe a year or two prior, you'd be all about. Tesla. You wouldn't be about AMC or GameStop or uh, BlackBerry or any of these other certain meme things that came out in the Wall Street bet Wall Street bets community. People would be you'd be talking about Tesla because Tesla was the first one that did that. He really pulled this this retail investor community together that was online, and he very intelligently, as much as I kind of hate him for it, he very very intelligently rallied these people not around any particular thing about green technology or around, you know, the futurism and what we can do to make the planet more green or better. He rallied them around him specifically, not, I mean, partially around Tesla, but really about him. He sits there and, and makes tweets about Dogecoin. Suddenly Dogecoin fucking rockets up 30 cents in fucking value. Okay. He did what he did like a Fox. Okay. I don't think he necessarily cares whether people like him or not. He really simply cares if he can dredge up enough support from that, very massive following that he has created on the internet. It's huge. And it's amazing considering half of the rhetoric of the internet is the billionaires aren't your friend. The billionaires fucking suck. These people will say whatever they can to make money. They're billionaires. How do you think they made it in the first place? You think Bill Gates became a fucking billionaire by being a swell fucking dude? No, he crushed fucking the little guy companies all through the 90s, acquired their patent technology, and then added it into the Microsoft fucking brand. Elon they're Musk all is no fucking different. Yeah, they're, they're they fucking... are all card carrying members of of either you're a sociopath or you're a psychopath, whatever it is. You you display these very specific tendencies that are about manipulation and the and literally the hoarding of money, like you're fucking smog in the goddamn exactly. Hobbit. That is what you fucking do. You're a so hoarder. You're a hoarder I don't, of wealth, and I don't you think just don't want yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think for a second that Elon Musk was sitting there actually worried about what people thought of him. Insofar as that he could convince people to keep 
the price of his stock up because that price very directly correlated to him being very, very rich. And he does these amazing stunts, right? He's sitting there and like, pe- I, li- I live in a mobile tiny home and I live in this green thing and I actually don't own any houses. I, I rent them and look at me doing this thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. Our, our self-driving cars aren't doing so great right now because I'm being honest with you because I'm a swell fucking dude. And people on the internet sit there and praise him for what a great thing he's doing as if the news wasn't going to come out that his self-driving AI tech wasn't as good as it was. No, he gets in front of it because it seems like he's a nice, cool, down-to-earth fucking dude who cares about you and your tendies and your meme stocks when he fucking doesn't. Like, and what so- irks me the most about this kind of, like, oh, I want to change the world. I want to do this. Dude, you have enough wealth to fucking put every homeless person in a home mm-hmm. today. You can fix the water you and flint to- like that. You, but nah, you want to fucking build a tunnel and do that other shit. You want to oh, yeah. change the world? Change the world means making people's lives mm-hmm. better from where, where they are materially right now. Well, like, and you got to give them You got to bring yeah. everybody else up to take every, you know, if you. Like you want to move forward, you got to bring everybody else up. You yeah. can't just leave everybody in the wake of your but fucking hey, hoarding of wealth. But he definitely is. I mean, you looked at him during COVID. He was sitting there and he was complaining during COVID about how they couldn't open up his factories. And he's sitting there talking about it as if it's like a workers' rights thing or as a we need to get back into the office and we need to. It was because his stock price was fucking hurting because of it. He was going to end up bleeding even more on the other end when everyone found out just how few fucking cars he made that year. Surprise. Is this why he's pivoting really to a humanoid, humanoid robot kind of thing? Or you know, that... I think that's just diversification, to be honest. But wasn't he, he the space, one who was this. saying that? Yes. Yes, that he was. AI and like, wasn't he the one who was basically he warning against warning this? people about it in terms of the danger that it could pose to humanity? And what? And it was he wasn't necessarily talking about robotics in terms of. I'm going to go ahead and I'm not giving him an out, but I'm putting a caveat into this argument. There is a bit of a difference between developing robotics that are meant to remove humanity from the workforce as a betterment. You know what I mean? The strive for utopia, you know, is going to be a world in which humans have the choice between whether they want to go and work in a career or not, whether they want to pursue other things that aren't necessarily, um, you know, today, everyone has to be motivated towards monetary gain. But the argument behind robotics and automation is that one day we can have a civilization that is more geared towards self-fulfillment than monetary benefit. Having said that, do I think that's what Elon Musk is working towards? Hell fucking no. I think he's working towards the same thing that Bezos is, which is to get a bunch of robots that are working in his warehouses so that he can, instead of having 30 people on the floor, he can have one engineer who sits there and goes, yeah, the robots are working good. I'm going to come back tomorrow and make sure they're still working good. And military contracts. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, and here's the thing. We're we're currently watching a video of Boston Dynamics and and the the robots that they were working on. And they put out a very, very impressive video of these guys. They run this sort of like um, kind of like parkour kind of... and they jump from, from from block to block and they there's this little thing at the end which they kind of kick jump around and run back and what we're also watching is the video of them falling down all the time because the one thing that they have a hard time reminding people especially their investors of is that the only ways that this stuff works is through a very very specifically scripted process these robots the, uh, these robots aren't sitting there reading the ground and knowing what they're doing i mean partially they are you know what I mean? There, There is a path for them to take. And when they fuck up, they have to go back and look at the code again and then make sure that everything makes sense. Where did it go wrong? When did the piston fire incorrectly and the leg to keep balance? I'm more interested in what Boston Dynamics is doing in terms of balancing. They've got those like that, that, that 
that dog looking robot you've probably seen everyone's probably yeah. seen a video of it and they take the broom and they knock it on the side right and it kind of gets knocked off kilter and then it balances itself and it stands and they try to push it over and it balances itself or tries to find a doorknob right and on its way to the doorknob it has to find it and what do they do they knock it off balance and it still finds the door and opens up the door that shit is in fucking credible we're so far away yeah, but you add to... parkour to that man and it's a, well well that the point is <laughs> is once you can once you can put that robot in front of that course and have him do the parkour without needing to have extra programming done in order for him to analyze and view like this you know what i mean somebody has to program that space into the robot's programming in order for it to be able to navigate it properly. Otherwise, you see the video like we just looked at where they fall the fuck over and look fucking stupid. Y you'll see videos like if you were to take that robot, right? And you were to give him a, a warehouse to walk across, right? And his whole job is just to walk from the one side of the warehouse to the other. And you were to go ahead and take a bunch of like sticks and or pencils, right? What a... What a the old like spy movies where there's guys chasing the other guy and the guy throws down a bunch of ball bearings to make him trip. Right. <laughs> you do that to that robot. He's never fucking making it through enough in any fucking world. Is he making it through that warehouse? Right. The day that that is possible is the day Skynet's fucking here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's going to be the thing that scares me right now. Which might I think not this be too very far off. We're, we're on the right yeah. track for that shit. For sure. Well, We're the military will the military will get it first because it's not going to be a warehouse and it's not going to be a parkour fucking map. It's going to be a battlefield. And that thing's going to have a gun in its hand and it's going to be assessing targets. And that's when we will know that shit's really fucking real. And yeah, maybe we'll see, you know, the corporate side of it first. Jeff Bezos, he's got those little like segues with arms and they go through the warehouse and they'll be able to pick boxes and, and put things in the right place and ship shit out. And honestly, bravo. I hope that shit happens sooner rather than later, because I'm really sick of hearing about the poor bastards who have to walk four to five miles a day in the fucking Amazon warehouse without pee breaks. Like, I'm sick and tired of hearing that shit. But do I think I mean, that's going to bring around economic populism sooner than I thought yeah. then, if that's the case. If we replace decent chunks of the workforce, so like the trucking industry, like ten years. warehousing. Ten years. Like man. that's gonna where are all these people gonna go? Like we look, like, look what, everyone's gonna learn how to program. Everyone yeah, sure. always sits there and looks at <laughs> Google Maps, right? And thinks that the whole Definitely point of Google thing. Maps was just about making it so that people could find out where they were going. No, no, no. They're mapping the roadways. They're mapping the roadways for AI. Like, do you really think that there's not an ulterior motive? Do you think Google's giving you something free out of the kindness of their heart? Or do you think that there's an ulterior motive here for what they're doing? Right? Eventually. Big data is big money, man. Yeah. The big first thing money. everyone always sits there and goes, when is my driverless car going to be here? Right? Unless you live in San Francisco, it's probably a lot farther away than you think, unless you're a truck driver. In which case, you're probably going to see driverless roads on the major truckways through the United States a lot sooner than you realize because they want to put all of you motherfuckers out of business because you're unionized. So you're sitting there working for some major corporate. Let's say you're working there for Target. You think and Target you get really tired. wants to pay you? Yeah, you get tired. Right. You have to sit. You have to sleep. They're talking about setting breaks. up driverless trucks, 18-wheelers that are going to be able to go from the place where you had them docked, where they got loaded up, to the place where they get docked to have them loaded out. And all it's going to be able to do is it's just a path. It's just a path. The hardest part is about knowing when to turn, knowing when to start, and when to stop. Knowing the... I guarantee you would be a lot farther along in this if they were smart enough to figure out how does a driverless vehicle fuel up, right? Once mm -hmm. that shit comes along, 
It's going to be, it's going to be the end of every industry. They're not even going to need delivery drivers for McDonald's because they're not going to need people inside the McDonald's to give you, you're not going to need, they're not going to need people to take your there's order. A, there's they're a not going to need people to take, to, you know, to, to, to give the food to you. They're going to need people to cook it. Stop. There's a robot that it. flips burgers now. That's the, oh, that's the thing. There's, there's, that's been, a, that's been existence since like 2008. Like they, they, they tried that out in, uh, Oh no, in, but this in, is, this is in uh, France, I believe. One. Yeah, this is a very competent one. This I mean, they, they, a long way. they've been screwing around with it where they they set up machinery that could flash fry your fast food burger in 30 seconds and put it together. The problem was is getting it reliably done and getting it from there to the person's plate, which requires a significant more amount of engineering that just isn't there yet. But it's getting there. So Elon Musk isn't there. bringing the Terminator yet is what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is that I think it's a very interesting thing, um, but he's got a ways away unless he comes with some kind of like unless his driverless car AI and that stuff just gave his company some significant breakthrough that doesn't exist in any other part of the industry. Then no, I'm saying that he's probably a ways away from creating the AI robot. That's going to what, what he says is going to replace people from doing mundane tasks. I'd love some more specificity from Elon on that point, just because I want to know which mundane tasks he's talking about, because there's a real, real big difference between making a burger and, you know, um, laying down the foundation of a house or maybe uh, maybe he's or, building or the, these robots and they're gonna they're gonna be the drivers in the driverless car you, i mean no probably not <laughs> i no 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 because because that'll just be a computer that manipulates the turn of the of the car you know what i mean it just manipulates all the machinery what he's talking yeah, but that about way, is like the that thing way that you can, can dexterous take, in the way know, human can, is yeah but that way you can just you know sit on the side like you can let your driver for your driverless car that's a beautiful world you have to deal thank you you get pulled over like yeah he uh licenses and registration please and then there's you know this robot just like my bet is uh (laughs) it's lovely it's a beautiful (laughs) thank you for that tidbit that nugget of wisdom Uh, look the dude in the car will be like i think i'm and i'll wave to him and he'll be like what's up because he's like he knows and you know, and then you got the maid at the house because you know it's a robot. Yeah, uh, I think I'm thinking of my robot, but you know, you are a little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, we're we're a ways off from that. And to be honest, like again, I think the first step we'll know we're getting scary close is when uh, drivers' unions start to fail and fall because they just won't need to capitulate to those people anymore because they will be able to have some sort of advanced AI do it, which will most likely come from. Google, or as weird as it sounds, Amazon. Because mm-hmm. Amazon, again, if you don't think they're working on the same thing, you're fucking crazy. They've been trying to get people out of those warehouses for years now. If you don't think that's one of the main goals of Amazon right now is to make it so that their their warehouses are self-sustaining and self-sufficient without the need of too much human interaction, you're fucking crazy. Well, rant over. Rant over. All right. Well, I guess... uh. We're almost out of rants. Covered a lot of stuff today. We did go off on a tangent, but you know that's the whole point of it. We when you start a rant, you just keep going with the rant and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about uh, Nas's favorite governor. I, I had an interesting question for Nas. What if uh, Elon Musk? It's a hypothetical, obviously. Develops a female-looking robot. Do you think Cuomo would still her sexually <laughs> harass that? Uh, <laughs> no. 
I, I, I am so sure he will. <laughs> and he will actually probably think a, a, the, the female robot was into him. And, yeah, is this going to go anywhere? <laughs> I, I, and that's what I, that's what I think, I generally believe a lot is what happened with a lot of these women. And he really thought that they wanted to be with him, like they were into it. It's just... So I have no idea how such is the foolish work dynamic when you're yeah. in power and they're not, and you're sitting there thinking that people like you because you're a swell fucking oh, dude. And the, <laughs> the worst bit, this is the worst line that he said was like he 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 when when it was brought to him that you were having conversation with women, like he asked um uh, one one um young woman who was working in his office, like he asked her like what he thought about having affairs outside of uh, relationships and when it was brought pointed out at him like you should not be having this conversation you're making her uncomfortable he thought he didn't even deny he had the conversation he said that yeah i did but i I didn't i didn't know that it was making her uncomfortable like that was not what i was it's been a long time since quo is in a position where he wasn't like incredibly powerful this is someone who's like a politician who knows how to play uh, power politics who's 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 on the record like berating uh assembly people like council persons uh anyone who comes in his way he's known for like completely going off on them so he obviously had no yeah he's ruthless he obviously had no idea what he was the power play he was making on these women like he had no idea of course Sure. And, <laughs> I mean, that's not sure. an excuse. That's just built in, probably just built into his character. No, like, I was going to say, like, either way, it's not okay. Whether he realized it or not. If he, listen, I mean, you got to understand, this realize... is Nas's governor. He's defending him. Is also the other thing, other thing about, like, I think the broader point of all Nas of this. Nas, just admit that... it. You miss Cuomo already. Just say it. I don't miss it. I, I don't mind the fact that I probably won't ever <laughs> have to mention him. Like, I probably won't ever have to mention him on another podcast ever. Um, don't and don't and but the, by the way, I just also want to point out he's probably he probably was sitting there when the Taliban was about to take over Kabul. Like he probably was sitting there. Why the fuck couldn't you guys do this three days earlier? Like he, I swear to God, are <laughs> thinking? Oh my he, God, I so swear scared. to God, he was number one headline on everywhere, on every news channel, on every newspaper, yeah. and literally the day after he resigned the the taliban took took like took control of kabul like or was about to take control of kabul and he everybody completely forgot about him if yeah. he literally waited a day i re- genuinely think he might have still been in office like there's a small chance mm, no i think that you've got it, the probably not it's just a little it's, bit too strong probably, these days yeah, he didn't want to get impeached that's all because he knew that was coming, uh, and then oh, he, he, he was probably gonna get impeached. And yeah. because a lot which of the people, why, which is why I said Nas famous last words, because he still has the door open for him to fucking. He run does, him. he does. But I just don't think what a like he move that would be. I, like the Republicans hate him. Like he's he not no gonna shame. be. Able to... He has no shame. He's gonna run again. He, the, he's, uh, just... he's not gonna be able to run again. I just think about I, it. no. City, he's a Cuomo. City councilman. <laughs> think like a Cuomo. I don't think so. You gotta think. But uh, he probably fucked it up for his daughters or his grandchildren. That's all I can say. Like, if anybody, if anybody's family wanted to run with his with that last name in in New York, I think he fucked. Anyways, I really wanna. Um, um, we should wrap this up anyway. But before we go, uh, just to point out, Nabil, like, uh, 
I did some more research on the Australian coffee thing, and I admit, like, <laughs> fuck no. No, I really you're did. Just like, riling, you're just riling me up for no reason again. No, I, I'm not. I really am not. Yes, it's you just, are. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. I, this is this is the thing. Like, I genuinely believe, like, your the the coffee in your cafe is very good, right? But I just think, I just think, I, I just don't. Like, the trying, part that pisses like, me off is like Australians are so arrogant about their coffee. Like that's it. They're like, it's a big deal. It's like, oh, you don't understand our coffee. What's there not to understand? Says the man who's never been to Australia. No, I I know, but I like Fair I've been right, having coffee right. for. I like how Nas is like literally arguing about this, and I live in Australia. Oh, crikey, and Hugh Jackman. And own a that's coffee shop in Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm so, let's just let's just argue with the guy. It's like you know, you just talk to the like, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go down this route again, Naz. I mean, no, no, okay. pretty good. Just let him. We just should, let him. Just should. let him say his piece, and then sit here and chuckle. And go. <laughs> oh, Listen, you have you have you can like shitty coffee. Just say it's shitty. I do. Don't say it's I like shitty coffee. I like shitty coffee. I never said it was shitty. I just said it was not as good as they claim it to be. I said it's shitty. Oh, he said it's shitty. How can shitty. you no, no, say I that? My, I said my my coffee that I like is shitty. No, I like shitty says... diner coffee. Because, because coffee that's in New York tastes like, taste really good. Like they put because on a pot like four coffee... hours ago and I'm like, ooh, I'll take some of that. See that? <laughs> just that? It just is not how uh, wait, coffee is made. I, I have a question. Like, Which country is the like the biggest coffee? Colombia. Like, Colombia is Colombia, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should go to Colombia and have some coffee there. Although, there's coffee, coffee there? from all over, man. Brazil I mean, some really good, good coffee. coffee in Ethiopia, Brazil, Italy, Guatemala. What is it? Um, is it the South American, like the like or the Latin American climate? Is well, that isn't it a story it like that? Bean, like coffee beans, aren't necessarily indigenous to that area. They were more or less seen as an invasive species because of how well they grow in that climate, which is why they ended up becoming such a cash yeah, crop for that region. Yeah, that, and you throw in colonialism and all this. You like, know, yeah, all this yeah I, I, I'm sure there's a dark, depressing side to it. I was trying. To oh yeah, I did. The, the book <laughs> I brought out yesterday. The, it's uh, it's quite dark. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about if we're talking about pizza, I mean New York pizza, of course. Like we don't even argue there. I don't know. I like Boston. I like Boston pizza. Boston (laughs) is Boston pizza even a thing? I just like being a dick. It's just being a dick. Now, New York pizza. I'm 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 with you on that one. Sure. Uh, I tell you to agree. What about tea? Like Bengali tea? Like we're not disagreeing. That's cha cha all the way, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even good. an argument. There's no arguments. Look at you, yeah, fucking exactly. hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> What's we talking? Okay, uh, we we should wrap this up. Surely that yeah, place they... where we were born has the best of this. They said, <laughs> "Yeah, exactly." Come get some maple syrup from Vermont. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nationalism. <laughs> that sounds good, actually. It's pretty good. Gotta find. Yeah, it is. Oh, by the way, I went to uh, Montreal, and they apparently poutine in Montreal. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be a thing, and I had the poutine. It was not that good. Well, it's because it's got curds in it. Yeah, depends. Depends where you have it, though. Like they say that that's the way it's supposed to be done. Well, I went to. Well, I didn't. My only research was spending five minutes on Yelp looking up the, the best-rated nah, poutine like, place. question your research skills. I mean, didn't you say you have, like, two law degrees or some shit? Uh, <laughs> my research skill <laughs> is basically Googling the map of a country. <laughs> Guys, 
I know everything we need to know about this place. Look, yeah. this is what it looks like. Wait, there's curds <laughs> in the poutine. I'm fucking out of here, man. <laughs> Fuck this. And also, poutine my ass. Also, <laughs> I also like it's one of those things. Like, I really want to state for the record, like, like Philly cheesesteak. I've had Philly cheesesteak in Philly. It wasn't that good. Like, I think the best <laughs> Philly cheesesteak I've ever had was in New York. I'm not even kidding. The one that I like is the best, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everything New York makes is, is the he has Nas. No, no, no. New York makes New York some syndrome. It's just like is, everything. About no, the New, New York Nas, makes Nas, some, Nas, makes a lot of shitty shit. Nas, be, this is why I don't go to Chicago and get a hot dog because I like ketchup on my hot dog and I don't want them to crucify me for it. So oh, you would get crucified for that in New York too. Well, they can suck my dick. How's that sound? Well, Fuck the Boston people. Boston people can suck you. They, they all can, dude. If they sit there and go, listen, you have to eat your Rory's hot dog the Boston, way I you know like that, right? it, then they can just fuck off. Yeah, no, I only lived there for several <laughs> years. I just always hated that mentality. Like, hey, you have to eat this food the way we say you should eat it or you're not really enjoying it. I'm like, how about I eat it the way I want to and you go die in a fire somewhere? No, uh, in, in yep. New York, a uh, hot dog is uh, relish and uh, mustard. Yeah, no you know what I want? I want ketchup and maybe some onions. I want ketchup. That's what I want on my man, fucking hot dog. I was I want, born in New York. I'm going to fucking want, have ketchup on my hot dog. I want dog slivered fuck fucking you. onions and I want some ketchup on it. I don't want a lot yes. of ketchup. I just want a little bit. Just a little okay? bit. I just like, like a little slight tang. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Really, it's more about the onion nope. for me. I like that onion. Just like, oh, okay. I'll be honest with you. I really onions. don't care, though. White onions. Uh, uh, when it comes to hot dogs, I really don't care. Very nice. What pisses me off is people who have pizza with knives and forks. It's pigeon encased in a sausage. Are you talking about David Cameron? Oh, or Trump. Trump Trump had pizza. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'll send you the video later. John Stewart did a segment on this. It's you want to be angry about ever. people eating? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Trump, it was Trump and Sarah Palin as well. It's not just Trump. I'm sorry, what were they doing? They had pizza at um this shit. They had pizza at famous uh Familias in yeah, New what York. They do? Yeah, so basically, uh, Sarah Palin, uh, this was when she was running for, like... She what was... did they do? Just say it. I, okay. I, so I, she need, came I to... need the background. Just what wait, did wait, they wait. do? No, you need the background. She, she, she was... She Sarah came to Palin New York. Was, she was she, in she came battle to New York. Year. She, uh, she met up. This was back in 2012. <laughs> I don't need to know all this. I don't care. Why do you always set up stories like this, Nas? Just tell what? me what they, they were eating. They were eating pizza with a knife and fork. Thank you. I, no. I missed the beginning. That's not the end of the fucking year. Dude, that's not the whole story. Yes, it is. It's not, that's, it's not this That's more. enough for them to be abhorrent. <laughs> worry, worry, worry. Shut up, Was shut it up. super hot pizza? Was it lacking crust? I don't... <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, there's more. You have to listen. You Okay, you started right. this. Yeah. You don't care enough if you don't hear about how Sarah Palin was embattled in her state during this time. <laughs> listen, right. you don't know you that. Need to, I need to... Rory, we're a her. political podcast, all right? We talked about the pizza. Now we got to talk about the politics. All right, I'm, I'm sorry, sweating but... to death in this room right now. I'm trying to let you guys know I'm literally stewing in my own juice I, while I'm watching Nas preamble the story. Okay, uh, listen, listen. I'm okay, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin came to New York back in 2012. She was uh, she met up with Donald Trump, and the two of them went to Famous Familia um, on Broadway to have pizza. Famous Familia is an Albanian chain. In New oh, York. Okay, that's very important context. <laughs> that is <laughs> like, and after she had the pizza, she came out and she gave an interview where she bragged about having real New York pizza at an Albanian chain pizza restaurant that is also all over the fucking country. 
Wow, Nas, I didn't realize you were into identity politics. <laughs> Nas, give any idea how many Albanians are in Italy? Maybe, maybe they're the they're Albanians. Yo, I have nothing against famous familia, but if you want real New York pizza, well, you, you don't Albanian. go to famous familia. So you're saying Albanians don't make good pizza? Is that what you're saying? No, you're just I think on a pizza is no fine. No, he's saying the pizza's not real because the Albanians made it. That's what he's trying to say. Listen, Albanians have a stronghold in Brooklyn. Yeah, they don't make good pizza. So says Nas. You heard I, it here, everybody. I work in Brooklyn. Wait, aren't they from New York? Aren't these Albanians from New York making New York pizza? <laughs> I am so not putting this into the... Wait, no. Wait, Nas. These Albanians in New York, are they not New Yorkers? They are New Yorkers, 100%. and they're making pizza. I love them. So, what kind of what kind of pizza does that? That's what I'm saying. It's not so Sarah Palin is right. She no, but pizza. but famous familia is all over the country. There's famous familia in L.A. in Boston. Yeah, but the wherever. people in famous familia in New York are from New York. So yeah, but not. it's not New York pizza. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on though. That why didn't you just thing. go? Why didn't you just go? She had food at a chain restaurant and said she had New York pizza instead of going, she had some pizza from some fucking Albanians. Oh, yeah, it was a chain. <laughs> I know it's a fucking yeah. Albanian. <laughs> Other I'm, thing is... I'm pretty, oh. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure you did. No, Trump, Trump, like. <laughs> Trump also stacked his pizzas, which you should not. That is that is a crime. He's got to shovel it in there. Yeah, he thought he was eating pancakes. <laughs> and, and he, was, he stacked his pizzas and he also had them with a fork and a knife. Like... And after that, like the the the, Seinfeld. the last uh, John Stewart line was like, um, Trump should has to show his long form birth certificate because we don't believe he's a real New Yorker because a real New Yorker would never have pizza with the fork and knife. Well, when it's that long, you usually just fold it. You know, you just do a little fold in the center and then. Yeah, yeah, that's the New York way. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You fold it and then. You fold it, it and then all the oil drips yeah, out. And the oil drip. Yeah, the oil drips into your sh- like onto your shirt or your 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 mouth all over the place. Well, guys, I'm not guys, such a savage. I, just, where I, just, I wait for it I just, to drip I just, first. I just wanna. I'm I'm on the about us section of the uh, the website, uh, famous familias. I just wanna read it real quick. <clears throat> Mama Rose and her five children leaving Italy for America, April 1970, having made a promise to her husband that her children would make it to America and have an opportunity at the American dream. Mama Rosa arrived in New York City with her daughter and four sons in the spring of 1970. As our children, we'd like to share the story with you. <laughs> Though the early years were a struggle, Mama, by God's grace, always had a way of turning I think you made your point. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> Through chores and responsibilities, we this learned the value hurt. of discipline, teamwork, and commitment. We began working early in our youth and through the years gained much experience in the pizza industry in New York City. <laughs> I'm, Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. And says, by the summer of 1986, babies. we opened our pizzeria, Famous Familia, in the heart of New York City. <laughs> in the years to follow, we opened several more pizzerias throughout New York City. Winning awards with their quality and customer service standards. Hence, the famous Familia brand quickly became a leader in New York pizza. (laughs) And earned the title, New York's favorite pizza. (laughs) Nas, I'm not going to lie. This is one of those times we're not doing your research really fucked you. (laughs) They're still... (laughs) Fucking Albanians! Yes! See? Nas just hates Albanians. That's just the takeaway of I love Albanians. I hate to but, say this, but we were too hard on Sarah Palin. <laughs> if I really wanted, right? I, if I listen, why wouldn't you? If there's a guest in town, why wouldn't listen? I I would 
happily go to Famous Family. I have no problem. Going, I've been there before. The pizza yeah, is good. Track. It's very good. It's very important. <laughs> yeah, I just got a back step, swim. Right? Step, down, <laughs> like, step down off that ledge, Nas. You but I also, and, I, I will say that the best pizza in New York is not at Famous Familia. You could go to Lombardi's. Lombardi's is the oldest pizzeria in New York City. It is Jones. 120 years old or something. Although I thought that the crust was a little thin at John's. I like John's on Bleecker. John's is good. John, there's two John's. There's one on Bleecker Street. There's oh, one, the on, one on Bleecker. There's the the one on Bleecker is great. It's awesome. The one on we uh, took a date in, there. We didn't we didn't end up staying together. That's just way to bring it up. But you see, you had good pizza. Did you get some? Oh yeah, you, no, we you went, didn't. You had still we, got some pizza, right? We went in. We sat down. It was a really nice night. You know, sometimes you just can't make people happy, Nas. Sometimes you just can't. You know, sometimes it's just not uh, gonna work out. That happened. That happens to me all the time. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know me. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a little outspoken, and she was uh, a somewhat conservative Christian. It wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> I don't think it was gonna work out between us. I, but the pizza, you're right. The pizza was great. The I pizza, the, the pizza. The jo- like Johnson Bleaker is really good. They're, they're, they, they also have a second John's. Um, it's in Hell's Kitchen. It's on Ninth Avenue and Forty. Yeah, it's on the west side, right? Yeah, the, that one's almost as good, but it was that one's like more high end. It's, it's also huge and yeah. Uh, I went to the one where they like have everything, like all the all the tables are wood and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. The, the one on Bleaker. Everything. And... Uh, that place is amazing. Uh, Lombardi's is not too far away from there. Lombardi's in Little mm-hmm. Italy. Uh, I tell you what, man, I got to get back to New York at some point here. Yeah. Also, if you're going to Lombardi's, make sure you take cash. They don't take except credit cards. Dude, I think that's just a good policy for everywhere you go to New York. There's just so many like tiny little hole in the wall restaurants and like yeah, just takeout places that have the best food you've ever fucking had. But they just right, like, right. cash. They just like literally half. Right, 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 exactly. They 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 have their stock and they go till they're done and then they fucking close. Here's the thing it. about New York food. At, at New York food, there's plenty of shitty places. Like, oh, I sure there's this, like, 99 yeah. cent pizza as far as the eye can see, which actually isn't really that bad. But you know what I mean. Oh no, Nas's computer crashed, I think. Or his internet connection crashed. What a great conversation we were having, too. I, I don't know if any of this is making it in or if I'm talking over him, uh, but it's looking like that's going to be about it. And then Nabil's over here on the phone. So it's really just me talking to myself now. Nas crashed, Nabil. I mean, you know, I think that's about it, anyways. We were talking yeah, about, about we were talking about pizza, so... Uh, no, it's fine. I picked up where you guys left off. So, Nas, yeah, that was... You're definitely leaving that in. That's going to stay. That's going to be the end. Where'd he go? He, he, he just... crashed. His computer crashed. I think he's uh, trying okay. to do too much multitasking shit. He's op- he's like he's using something that's crashing his computer consistently, and I don't know what it is. Because I helped him build that fucking computer, and he's not using it right. Ah, speaking of building computers, I want to build a little uh, mini desktop for the kitchen. Oh, well, we can help you do that. But we'll do it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Might as well. That Very efficient. Much- pretty good for the uh, episode yeah i think that's pretty good and i, I like the pizza part that was fucking cool that was just oh, yeah. that was yeah. just like i'm like let me let me go on this story and i just i couldn't keep a straight face while i was reading it, basically <laughs> might as well just do an ending just so he has one on tape if you want to do one real quick <clears throat> nah it's fine <laughs> okay all right I'm, I'm ending the broadcast then. there we go that's the ending <laughs> all right thanks for tuning in everybody